third chapter. Acts, the third chapter. Starting in verse number one. And when Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour, a certain lame man from his mother's womb was carried and laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. And seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, ask an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his ankle bones received strength. And he leaping up stood and walked and entered into the temple. Entered with them into the temple. Walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And they knew it was he that sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were all filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto them. And the lame man, which was healed, held Peter and John all the people ran together unto them in the porch that is called Solomon's, greatly wonder. This, this was a wonder that had just taken place. This was a sign, a wonder, a miracle that had just taken place before their eyes. And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, Ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Or why look ye so earnestly on us, as though by our own power or holiness we had made this man to walk? The God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob, the God of our fathers, hath glorified his son, Jesus, whom he delivered up and denied him in the presence of Pilate, when he was determined to let him go. But she denied the Holy One and the just Amen. and desired a murderer to be granted unto you. And you killed the Prince of Life, whom God hath raised from the dead, whereof we are witnesses. And his name through faith in his name, hath made this man strong, who ye see and know, yea, the faith which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness 
in the presence of you all. Would you pray with me? Father, I ask that you would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. The eyes of our understanding being enlightened, that we would know what's the hope of your calling and what's the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints. And what's the exceeding greatness of your power to us to believe, according to the working of your mighty power, which you wrought in Christ when you raised him from the dead and sat him at your own right hand in heavenly places. And ask that you grant us, according to the riches of your glory, to be strengthened with might by your Spirit in our inner man, that Christ may dwell in our hearts by faith, that we, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what's the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height, and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, so that we'd be filled with all the fullness of God. Holy Spirit, I ask you for divine utterance tonight. I ask that you would help me to communicate the heart of the Father to us, your people, and I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, while we were singing that last song, I was getting some, some different pictures about this here word from God. I was confused. You were confused? Yeah, because 255 and 260 and um, 254. just two pages, two pages apart with the same name. So I was confused. I was at the first one when I should have been at the second okay. one. I was definitely confused. But to be like Jesus. And you ask questions, well, how would Jesus be? If there's characteristics of Jesus, what would the characteristics of, of Jesus be? If we, you know, if we sing the song and we, we ask, start asking our questions to be like Jesus, to be like Jesus, a lot of times what happens, we take and we pick and choose on what parts of, of something that we want and what parts of something that we don't want. But if, if we're going to be like Jesus, we're going to need to get the whole picture. Because not only was he holy, not only was he meek and lowly, but he was a man of virtue and power. He went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. To be like Jesus... To be like Jesus. All I ask is to be like you. Now Peter and John were demonstrating. What it would be like to be like Jesus. See because everything that they did. Was done through power of attorney. And this is another part. In our, in our series of talking about different ways that God can heal. God loves to touch the lives of people. He loves for the power of the enemy to be broken over a person's life. And for that person to be liberated and to set free. That is the will of God for that he once carried out on this earth. And he needs people. And this is one of the reasons why Jesus went to be with the Father and sent the Holy Spirit.
Because when Jesus was on the earth, he was one man doing the will of God. But there's something happens in multiplication. And I want you to see something. We went over something in Sunday school that was a little teeny bit, that was a little teeny bit different angle. But I think it would help us to see something and to understand something tonight. I got some information, and this is historical information from an archaeologist that uh, does a lot of work over in Egypt. And one of the things that they said when Joseph was the prime minister under Pharaoh, when he, after he had interpreted the dreams that Pharaoh had, telling him about the, the two dreams that he had, and that the two dreams were one and the same, just from two different angles. That Pharaoh set him up as the prime minister, but in historical facts that they had, that they they found out this in in, um, in archives of history, that what happened the crops for the seven years each each year it multiplied by 300% than the former year. Now I asked Tina, Tina, I want you to do this again for me. Would you get your calculator out? Y'all can get your calculators out. In fact, I would, I would challenge you to do it. Ch check it. See, see, see how the math works out. So, we, so I, I put up just a, a random whole number. Something that was, that was easy to easy to figure and easy to track, and that was if there was a hundred bushels that we got this year, and you multiplied it by three hundred percent, what would it be? Three hundred. Did you multiply? One hundred times three hundred percent. Multiply. Three hundred. Three hundred percent. I did three hundred percent. Three hundred. So. So did we make a mistake this morning? Well, a percent you got to move two places to the left. So, if you're doing three hundred times, it's thirty thousand. I don't know if it's how it's being worded. One hundred times three hundred. But that's percent. 100 times 300 percent is 300. All right. Because percent is a portion of something. This ain't going to mess up the equation. Mm -hmm. It's not going to give it as big as what we, what we were looking at this morning. But you're going to still see, you're going to still see something that's an increase. A phenomenal increase. Mm -hmm. Now, take 300 times 300 percent. 900. Take 900 times 300%. 2,700. Now, how many years is that? Three. Now, take that number times 300%. Let's do that until we get seven years.
218,700. 218,700. If it would have been just on regular, the way that a year would usually do, if, if you got 100, bu 100 bushels one year, it's a good chance that that's what you would get close to that the next year. You might get two or three bushels over or two or three bushels under. But the land multiplied 300% over what it did the year before. This is a picture of the blessing of God on that land. And the blessing of God was on that land to, to sustain the known world at the time. Because Egypt was going to be the place that God was going to use to fulfill this purpose. And you've, like I said, you've heard me talk about the scarlet thread of redemption, how it started in, in, the, uh, in the book of Genesis. You had Adam and Eve, and they had two sons. One kills the other. God raises up one, Seth, through which the, the thread of God starts weaving the thread of God starts weaving all through the Old Testament to come to one, the Messiah, the Deliverer. His name is Jesus. And God will move heaven and earth to make his plan legally come to, come to pass and to work. And God multiplied Egypt and used Egypt even though they didn't serve God, but he had somebody in position that was a covenant man that he was using to bring this thing to pass. Pharaoh recognized it, but that's not what our lesson is about tonight. Our lesson is about this Jesus. But all of these things, brothers and sisters, worked in order for Jesus to be here on the earth. Now, same way that that principle worked with the hundred bushels. Same way that it works with one man. One man can do the work of one man. But when he's anointed by God, he can do more. But he's still just one man. And through the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And this is why it's so phenomenal the words that Jesus spoke. He said it's expedient that I go away. Because if I don't go away the comforter can't come. And he, he spoke words like this. And the works that I do shall ye do. And greater works shall you do. Because I go to my Father. Now there won't be greater works done. In, in, the, in the type of works that Jesus did, but there will be greater works in the, because of the multiplication factor. This is why the Holy Spirit, when He comes and He indwells a person or comes upon a person to accomplish a task, you can have one in Crestle, you can have one in Columbia, you can have one in Roper, you can have one in Plymouth, and the, the multiplication starts working. But if you've got them spread all over the world, mm -hmm. 
Look how that multiplication factor can be working. The percentage changes so, so tremendously because of the power of God and the equipping of God. And that brings us to our place that I want to use this in this, in this lesson tonight. That Peter and John, disciples of Jesus, Jesus has been their teacher. Now Jesus has gone to be with the Father, and they're there to minister under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Now, you as believers and I as believers, don't never factor out the power of the Holy Spirit and believe that he doesn't want you to do something for the kingdom of God. He's got a plan and he's got a purpose. And there's a supply that you bring to the table. And we all fitly join together. Make up the body of Christ. And right here in this church, you're a valuable component to the plan of God. And God needs you to, to bring your supply and your part to the table. And this is, the first, this is the first account that we have in the New Testament of someone not being Jesus is working and performing like Jesus would if he was here on the earth himself. This is the first account that we have of two men using the power of attorney to use the name of Jesus. Just like somebody would use a power of attorney to, to do something in somebody else's stead. If you needed to sign a check, if you needed to pay a bill, if you needed to answer a question, and that power of attorney was given to you, you had the same right to do it as that person whose name that you were representing. And right here in this lesson, we have the name of Jesus used. Proficiently used. So proficiently used that this lame man was raised up that was lame from his mother's womb. Feet and ankles that had never held a man, a grown man up, much as said a child up, were strengthened and healed and the man supernaturally stands on his feet. Walking and leaping and praising God. Now I said this this morning. I'm going to bring this back in. Because thank God for children's church. And thank God for teaching principles and truths to children. But we as adults need to look at something more than just the story. We need to be people that believe God. And get get the meat out of what he's saying here that if Peter and John could use the name of Jesus as a power of attorney to do the works of Jesus you as believers can use the power of God the name of Jesus to accomplish the will and purpose of God here on this earth because God cares about humanity God cares about people he wants people set free from the bondages of the devil how does it make you feel when you walk by somebody and they're lame in their feet and they can't walk? It should, it should pull on our heart the same way that it pulled on the heart of Jesus. And Jesus wanted to reach out and do something about it. Now, 
Sandy and I were talking about this son, but I because I want I want I want to paint a, a picture to you. Because it's a good chance that Jesus walked by this lame man. This is not that many years after Jesus was raised from the dead. And I don't want to open up a can of worms. I just want to make a statement and then I want to move on from it. But why didn't Jesus? Why didn't Jesus heal this? I don't want no answers. I just want you to think about it. Why didn't? Because the only answer you can give is a speculation. Why didn't Jesus, if he was here and he saw that man, why didn't he heal that man's feet? Now we're going to back off of that one because he may not have seen it. I don't know. But it's a possibility that he did. But I want you to see the heart of God, because Jesus said some words that are profound that we need to catch as believers. Jesus said, I only do the things that I see my father do, and I only say the things that I hear my father say. And if the father didn't tell him to do it, or if the father didn't show him to do it, he didn't do it. Well, if he didn't do it, there was a timing or something that there was a, there was a greater. There's all, there was a greater. That had to be factored in. These men were operating in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Just as Jesus was anointed with the Holy Spirit. But this is one of the first times that you hear of the name of Jesus being used. And as he uses that name, something phenomenal takes place. Curtis, come here and help me just a minute. I need you to be in a pile down there on that floor. In a pile. Lame feet. And <clears throat> you see me and you got your hand stuck out because you think that I'm coming To put some money in your hand because that's all you've ever done was begged. And begging was the way that you had your needs met. And it wasn't a disgraceful thing. It's better than starving to death. And you look at me expecting me to give you something, and we've got eye contact, and I tell you something, I say. Silver and gold have I none. But such as I have give I thee. I don't think he ever lost contact. I don't think he dropped his head. There was, I think there was something that they were communicating there that was getting his attention. I think it was like a drawing of the spirit. He could feel that drawing of the spirit. I agree with you. Silver and gold, I don't have any money. But I do have something I want to give to you. In the name of Jesus, Hallelujah. rise up and walk. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you. He did something he had never done. 
medical science has no way possible of doing this. I want to say that again. Medical science has no way of doing this. If you don't believe it, you let somebody be sick in the hospital and, and the first thing that they want to do after they do the surgery is say, you're going to have to go to therapy. True? Yeah. You're going to have to go to therapy. But I want you to see something that took place. Not only was the surgery done on his feet and his ankles, but the therapy was done and a miracle because he had never walked before and now he could walk. Amen. And you know good and well, just as good as I do, that a child has to learn to walk, has to learn to bounce, and has to learn to navigate. But all of this took place immediately by the power of God. Accelerate. Accelerate. Something was this miracle, this sign, this wonder, this miracle was an acceleration of the power of God. But it was also a demonstration of the, of the power of eternity or the power that is in that name. That is in that name. And it got everybody's attention. And the people came and they were all looking to see what in the world was going on because they recognized this man. They knew this man. They'd this, known this man for years they had known this man. I want you to notice something. They didn't say that this was a baby. They didn't say that this was a teenager. An adolescent. They said there was a lame man. A lame man. A lame man. Not a lame boy, not a lame baby, but a lame man. So, it takes time, it takes years to be a man. It don't happen overnight. Amen? Everybody on the page with me? And for something like this to happen immediately, phenomenally, Medical science can't do this. Thank God for what medical science can do, but medical science is it's impossible for it to do it. Oh, you're going to have to have at least uh, six months of therapy. You're going to have to, you're going to have to learn to walk and to balance. You're going to have to keep coming back, and we'll keep working with you until immediately. Immediately, something took place in this man's life. Acceleration. Curtis, that's a beautiful word that the Holy Spirit dropped in your heart. Yes, amen. Because in these last days, there's going to be acceleration of the things that God wants to perform. But one of the things that, that happens that, that's, that's got to take place is, is that we as believers have got to know that we've got the power of authority and we can use that name. There's a power authority that needs to be done to accomplish the will of God. But just as Jesus had to listen to what the Father had to say for when to do and how to move and when to act and how to act, Peter and John had to learn to listen also. 
And I think they listened well. Because there was a cooperation between the third person of the Godhead and Peter and John. Who's the third person of the Godhead? The Holy Spirit. But he's still God. He's still God. In the name of Jesus. And a lot of times what happens, we'd rather learn how to sing the song <coughs> than we had to learn how to function in the power. Now I want to say something to us. Learn how to sing the song. Learn what the song represents. But have a burning desire in our hearts to learn to function in the power. See, nothing can replace a desire. And God needs people that want a desire and desire for Him to work in their life or to see the works of God accomplished on this earth. To touch humanity. What happens a lot of times in the church, the, uh, the power of attorney is used just for selfish purposes. Me. Taking care of me. Doing what I want to do. Doing what I need done. Instead of my focus being on, well, what does God want done? When my will is to do His will. When my purpose is to do His purpose. And self takes a back seat to see the plan and God accomplished. What will happen? We'll see the plan of God accomplished and you'll see your own needs met. Because he is a God who cares not only about you, but he's a God who cares about humanity. And he wants broken humanity to be healed and to set free. And the whole purpose for a sign and a wonder and a miracle is not, not only to touch that man's life through who the, the sign and the wonder and the miracle happened, but it was to draw the attention of humanity. That all of the people sat around and wondered how in the world did this take place? See, I'm expecting things like that to take place right here. And I'm expecting things like that not only to take place with somebody like me, but I'm expecting things like that to take place with you. There needs to be an availability. You know, I say this, I won't say it, say this one again. Wednesday night in, in church, we went over how to, how to lead a person to the Lord. And it was a powerful service. I thought it was anyway. And we need services where we, where we learn to function in this here power of attorney. To use the name. So we did that this morning. We need to, we need to be proficient. And what really makes us proficient at doing the will of God is, that, is having a heart like like Jesus had. A heart like God has for humanity. When there's a heart like God has, a heart like Jesus has to reach out to people 
and to meet needs and to set free and to break the power of the enemy over a person's life and to see that person set free, this touches the heart of the Father. <clears throat> so when he says to the man, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And he reaches down and he takes him by the hand and lifts him up. There's something that's supernatural that's just took place. A lot of times we speculate. Was it the was it the taking him by the hand that that happened? No, it was the power of God flowing into his body. Now, there's a faith aspect that's at work in all of this. Because Peter and John were used in this wonder. But Peter and John had to be expected. There is an expectation that has to be. Everything for the kingdom of God, faith is involved in. And he needs people that will rise up and take their place and believe God for things to happen that are out of the normal, out of the ordinary. Just like a lot of times we can't see ourselves as being able to lead somebody to the Lord. Well, it's a good chance if you can't see yourself leading somebody to the Lord, it's a good chance that you can't see yourself being used by God to work a miracle. But the picture needs to change because when, when that happens, the focus is on the wrong one. The focus is on me. I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't, I can't, I can't. Instead of, instead of the, the, when the eyes of the Lord behold somebody and he looks and sees this man that is crippled in his feet and the heart of God reaches out to that man, he's got to have somebody to reach through to be able to be a communicator, somebody that will stand in that place that he can do this work. Will we open our hearts enough to desire that the will of God be accomplished on this earth and see myself as a person that this can be done through? I was talking to a man this week. And I, 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 and I told him, I said, um, Jesus said, you are the light of the world. A city that's set on a hill can't be hid. Can't be hid. You're the light of the world. But the thing of it is, we ain't never the source of light, but we are the light of the world. There's what we are is reflectors. And the light shines through us. We're not the life force. We're not the light force. Jesus is the light. And the light inside of us. 
the greater one on the inside of us, the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, is how these things are done. This is why Jesus said, it's expedient that I go away. Because if I don't go away, the Comforter can't come. But when He comes, but when He comes, but when He comes, see yourself in that place. And don't just be waiting for Him to come because He came 2,000 years ago. When we're looking from a premise of well, I sure wish he would come. We're 2,000 years late on that mindset. We need, to bring, we need to bring our thinking up to a higher level, to a higher place. Because he's already been poured out. He was poured out on the day of Pentecost, and he ain't stopped pouring out. The, pictures, the picture is still turned over, and he's still pouring out. He's just wanting to, he's wanting somewhere that he can land. He's wanting some cup to be turned over that he can fill. He started, he's tired of splashing on the bottom and he wants to fill the cup. This is how acceleration is, is done. That we set ourselves in a position and believe God that the, through the power of attorney, the power that is in the name of Jesus, just as these two men, because all of these things are here for examples for us to learn from. They're not there just so that we can say that we can sing a little song. And they went walking and leaping and praising God. Thank God that we can teach children. But God doesn't want us to bypass the teaching at the same time and to miss out on the information that is trying to communicate with us through the Word. Because I believe, and I want you to believe, that faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So, in this, in this simple story that people have took and made a song out of, God put it there to make faith out of. For to bring faith in our hearts, to believe God that He can do this. But we factor ourselves out of the equation. Now, God had to have Peter and John for this to be accomplished. Why? Because he uses humanity to touch humanity. You don't see many miracles taking place without somebody being involved in it. You say, well, God is God and He can do anything. Yeah, but there's ways that He chooses to move. He had a people there in Egypt that He needed to get delivered. Why didn't He just deliver them? He did just deliver them, but He used a man. If God wanted to heal this lame man, why didn't He just heal and work this miracle because God needed a man for this miracle he needed a man he needed a man for this miracle to work if he needed a man 2,000 years ago for this miracle to work do you think he needs a man a woman somebody that will cooperate with him 
Now, what we should see in this, and one of the things that, that's important for us to grasp is, I need to be one that's a cooperator. My heart needs to be that I am a cooperator. God's got a plan. I need to get His plan. I need to get on the page with Him and to be a cooperator with Him. When I'm a, a cooperator with Him, you will see an accelerator pick up. Because then we've got on the right page. What's happened for the church for so long is we've wanted to God to get on the page with us. And we've got the, the cart before the horse. And we need to get on the page with Him because this is how He desires to do. This is how He desires to work. But He works through the heart of people just like he worked through the hearts of men and women 2,000 years ago. But his plan never changes because his plan has always been right to start with. And he says, <clears throat> and all the people saw it verse number 9, saw him walking and praising God. And they knew it was he that sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement. You know what? That's what it took place, took place for. It took place to cause wonder and amazement and freedom for the man that it happened to. Can you imagine how it was for this man to fit into the plan of God? That he was used. People had looked at him all of their life because what happens when somebody is, is sick, somebody's diseased, somebody's crippled, we have a, have a word to say about them. We said, they're special. You ever heard of them? Sure we have. They're special. But thank God, his view of special is different than our view of special. And he saw that this man, I'm going to use him for my glory. I'm going to raise him up for my glory. People have gawked at him and looked at him. And if you don't think that kids that are handicapped or anything aren't made fun of, we live in a different world. I know how it was when I started wearing glasses when I was in school. I weren't David no more. I was four eyes. Kid, you know it. Children are cruel. Even children that come out of good homes is cruel. Because I came out of a good home and there was times I was cruel and I'd make fun of somebody. And uh, my granddaddy drilled something in us when we were, when we were little. He said, uh, he said, you need to be careful how you, you go poking fun of somebody. He said there was an old man that was up on the lake. And he said, I think he had one leg, and they caught, they, they made fun of him, and they called him Hopping Down. 
He said, there's one, one man that made fun of him, called him hopping down, and that man hopped his own self. What did he do? He opened himself up for something to happen to him to cause him to hop too. He said, you don't need to be poking fun and mocking somebody else. And he drilled that, he drilled that in us. As children, he drilled that in us. God wants people that we call as special liberated and set free. He's going to make something special out of it because what their ailment and what they were faced with is not what made them special. But we call it special. But the power of God to deliver. And God's got to use somebody to do it. And I want you to start, I want you to start allowing the Holy Spirit to to work in us that you see yourself as that person because they said that most of the miracles that took place in Azuzu Street and that we know some things if you've read anything about about that phenomenal revival that that happened that a lot of times the, the miracles the, some of the a lot of the miracles that took place in that place didn't take place by Seymour, who was the evangelist, it took place by the people that were sitting in on these on these plank benches, just like you. And when somebody came in, if somebody pushed them in in a wheelchair or they rolled themselves in in a wheelchair, that somebody in the congregation would get up and walk over to them. And there was something that they, there was an expectation for the, that the power of God was going to move. That, that, I wonder what God's going to do. No, there was an expectation. They were believing God. There was a, there was, they had created an atmosphere. They were in an atmosphere that the Holy Spirit was working. And they saw themselves as somebody who could cooperate with the Holy Spirit. So what they would do when they went over to to somebody that was in a wheelchair as they sat down talking to them they would reach down and fold up the pieces on the wheelchair where their feet were sitting on why did they do that because they were expecting that person to get out of that chair they didn't expect that person to come and leave like they came they expected the power of God that was in that atmosphere to be able to touch that person's life. Now, we've all got a part to play in, this, in, the, in creating of this atmosphere because one person doesn't bring the supply by themselves. But all together, we bring something to the table. That is why in this day and hour in which we live in, and we're getting down to the wire, to the end of this age. We need to be people that are seeking the face of God. It's been told to people all through the, all through the uh, ages, you need to seek the face of God. But there's things that God wants to do, there's things that He needs to do. And I don't want Him to move past us to go somewhere else where somebody will get on the page with Him. I believe that the, there's a page for us there's a page for us right here. There's a will of God that needs to be accomplished here on this earth, right here in Cherry. 
And we need to be people that seek the face of God, not so that we can just better ourselves, but as we seek the plan of God for our life and seek to, to fulfill His purpose for our lives. Because this is why God sent Peter and John to the temple that day. Thank God they were going to church. Thank God that they were going to pray. Thank God it was the hour of prayer. But God had a bigger purpose. He wanted to demonstrate something of the goodness of God and, and show off Jesus. Jesus needs to be seen in our world today. Amen? Amen. Let's catch this heart. The heart of God. Go to verse number 16. Now go to, go to 14. Because Peter's preaching. He's preaching and he's got something that he's got to say. But you, need, you denied the Holy One. Let's not deny the Holy One and the Just One. And desired our murder to be granted unto you. And killed the Prince of Peace, whom God hath raised from the dead, whereof ye are witnesses. And his name, through faith in his name. In his name, through faith in his name. In his name, through faith in his name. Say it with me. In his name, through faith in his name. And his name through faith in his name. And his name through faith in his name. In his name through faith in his name. In his name through faith in his name. Hath made this man strong. Hath changed this man's life. Now. Is faith available to us today? Just as it was available to Peter and John then? So if faith hasn't changed, these works could be done. Because has the name of Jesus changed? Same name. Same faith. The faith comes by Jesus. The name is the name of Jesus. He's just got to have somebody that will believe in that name. That when I speak that name and I realize the authority that's in it, that I'll be willing to step out from where I wouldn't have stepped out before. And I'll be willing to do what I wouldn't do before. Because I've been looking at me before, but now I need to be looking at him. If I'm looking at me, I've got my eyes on the wrong picture. I need my eyes on the same one that saved me is the same one that wants to use me to get somebody else to deliver it. In his name, through faith in his name. Let those words swell up in us that we are carriers of the name of Jesus. We are carriers of the compassion of God. We are people 
that know how to listen to the Holy Spirit. And when he speaks and he says, I want you to, I want you to, and that heart of compassion well up. He said, I want you to read out, reach your hand out. And I want you to do something for that person. What do you want me to do, Lord? You just reach your hand out and you believe me. And you tell them, in the name of Jesus. And you let the words from this here scripture resonate in your, in your heart and in your mind. In his name, through faith in his name. In his name, through faith in his name. Be like that little train. Remember about the little train? I think I can. I think I can. Be like that little train. And say, in the name of Jesus. And expect that when you say the name of Jesus and you reach your hand, that God's going to reach out through you. Hallelujah. In his name, through faith in his name. And in this case, Rifa, it didn't take no more words. It didn't take no more words. He didn't have to say, I speak to your feet and your ankles. He said in his name, through faith in his name. And that reach, that touch, that power of God was in demonstration that day. A wonder. And a wonder is used for a purpose to make people wonder. Because when people start wondering, they start asking questions. And when they start asking questions, they start looking for answers. And when they start looking for answers, they start seeing Jesus. Because Jesus is the answer to the questions. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is exalted. The devil is defeated. And Jesus is Lord. Through our inactivity, we give place to the devil for far too long in the church world. God wants that to change. He wants that to change at an accelerated pace. He wants to use people just like me and you. So don't look for somebody else to do your part. Let's all be willing and have a strong desire. I'm going to bring my, I'm going to bring my, my supply. I am going to bring my supply to the... I'm going to help create this atmosphere that the power of God can work in. When the Holy Spirit's moving and He wants to land, I'm making Him a landing strip. Glory to God. That's what part of our purpose is. Amen? In his name, through faith in his name. Now, is there anybody that needs the healing power of God to do something for you tonight? Yes. 